Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we're catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes, as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea, and let's chat. Starting with today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that today is my first day back in the office. I came back from Indonesia and was jet lagged. And uh, we'll talk about that more in a second. And so I took a couple of days to recoup, reset, get back into being a person. And then today I'm back in the office, which I love. I work at a co-working space and I absolutely love it here. It is so calming and have everything that I need here, which is my favorite feeling. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, it's a happy place to go back to. My thorn is that I'm jet lagged, like (laughs) really jet lagged, like as jet lagged as I could possibly imagine being. Um, I came home on Sunday. I got home at like 10 in the morning on Sunday. I had coffee with my husband. I stayed awake for a little while and then fell asleep around noon. I woke up at 8 p.m., okay? And then around 9 p.m., I just went right back to sleep and slept all night long, all night. Woke up in the morning. I think I woke up at like 5 in the morning. Had a solid six hours to be awake. I was like awake, you know, maybe I think seven hours actually. I laid in bed for a while. I had coffee with my husband. And then around noon, fell asleep again, woke up at 7 p.m. That is two days of my life I have just slept through. And my husband was very kind to me. He was like, you know, you're about as jet lagged as a person could be. Like you have traveled. Like it's like you are a completely flip-flopped, you know. And I took like my flight to Singapore was almost the longest flight in the world. The longest flight in the world is from JFK to Singapore. So I technically did that journey. I just did it in two parts, right? I flew from like the East Coast to the West Coast and then did West Coast to Singapore. So I have, yeah, it makes sense that I'm jet lagged. (laughs) But at the same time, like it's not ideal. I also like, am finally getting my energy back, but I still feel just kind of like generally unwell. Like I don't have much of an appetite. I just kind of like don't feel great. Um, I don't feel sick. It's just kind of like 
I'm not right, <laughs> you know? So that's my thorn. My bud is that today, my husband and I take our annual fall drive. I am so excited to get out on the mountains and see the leaves. Um, that's like a big thing here where I live in the mountains of North Carolina. The leaves are stunning in October. Normally this is peak leaf time, like this week, but it came early this year. So I missed kind of peak leaf season where everything's just like bright and orange and gold and red. And you look out over the valley and it's like a Bob Ross painting or something. But um, I'm still excited to go get kind of the tail end of the goodness. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Okay, so let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here. This week, I am learning the art of adjusting your situation to make it better for you and others. Basically, you don't have to either settle for what you have, right? Like you don't have to sit in all the, like if something's not working for you, you don't have to just be like, let's make the most of what sucks, which like, sometimes is necessary, right? Like sometimes that's like a perfectly appropriate coping skill. And at the same time, you get to choose to change your situation. And I think for a lot of my life, I've been kind of all or nothing. Either I just deal with this and put up with it and power through the pain, or I quit and I move on and, and this thing's out of my life forever and we're done. I don't want, I don't want to deal with this thing anymore, right? So I'm like embracing the fun middle ground of just making adjustments, you know, like making mild improvements over time. Novel, right? Like, and I think that that's like, the seven energy can be a little extreme, or it can be a little like all or nothing, um, big, you know, we have big expressive feelings. And I like this like stable energy. <laughs> Um, I'm cracking myself up because like calling yourself saying like, I like, like this new stability. But you know, in, in my adult years, I have become much more stable over time. Um, you know, like I'm trying to, I'm like hearing myself wanting to qualify that like I'm not mentally unstable. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I used to just kind of be much more whimsical and much more like follow my feelings, like chase my dreams, do what I want to do, consequences out the window, you know? But now I'm much more like thoughtful, much more intentional, I'm much slower and I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of enjoying it. And, and with that being like when a situation's not quite working, the way that you hope it would, instead of like saying this situation sucks, I'm out, saying, okay, what what's not working here? What do I want this to look like? And then how can I start to make incremental improvements? How can we start to work within our circumstances to make things feel better? Because I often think we use our circumstances as a way to justify feeling crappy you know, not that we need to justify how we're feeling, more so like staying in crappy situations because we don't wanna do the work to improve it because that sounds exhausting or maybe boring or tedious or like it's gonna slow us down too much depending on, you know, your type structure. That, um, 
that being said, so it's easier to just kind of write it off than it is to improve it. And sometimes for other people, it's easier to just tolerate it than it is to improve it, depending on if you're action oriented or maybe not, or maybe if you're more focused on how other people are experiencing things. So that being said, I'm enjoying this like little improvements over time. And I just want to encourage you as well, if you're in a situation that you're unsatisfied with, what's like one thing you can do today to improve it? You know, maybe it's your job. Maybe you're like unsatisfied in your workplace, but you know it's not a job that you're wanting to quit. It's just that you're not perfectly happy. You know, maybe you can alter the way that you're approaching your lunch break. That's like one teeny tiny thing that you can do to improve your everyday that isn't necessarily going to be a major adjustment, but could be a really valuable improvement. Something to think about. Okay, so here's what I'm working on this week. I'm actually heading to Nashville for a live event this weekend, November 5th. If you're in Nashville or if you're within driving distance and can make your way to the bookshop at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on November 5th, I would love to meet you. I think this is going to be the only live event that I do this year. Y'all have no idea how much it. I want to meet you as in people in people, <laughs> in person form, like in human form, in real life. That is the best thing ever. And I would love to meet you in person. So if you want to come get your book signed, ask Enneagram questions, hang out, um, that's all happening at the bookshop in Nashville, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on November 5th. Please come hang out with me. Okay life updates and changes. You know, life update wise, I'm just getting back in the swing of being human. Like I said, I slept for two days straight. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of off. I'm just trying to be on a regular sleep schedule, eat like a whole meal and hydrate. You know, that's about, that's about it for my life updates in terms of that's where I'm at. Let's talk about what I've been reading. So I just finished Carrie Soto is Back um, by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I have read most of her novels. I haven't read all of them, but I've read probably 90% of them, if not 99%. Um, and I just love the, like, the world that she creates. She does an amazing job of convincing you that these are real people. <laughs> like when I read Daisy Jones and the Six, I thought, this has got to be a real band, right? And, and in response became truly obsessed with Fleetwood Mac, like fully obsessed with Fleetwood Mac, which I've already was, but I just had a real Fleetwood Mac season because I wanted to just be in that world. I wanted to listen to their music because I was convinced that this music was real. And I felt the same way when I read Seven, um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I wanted to watch her movies because I was so bought into her character that I believed that these movies were real. And I think she just does an amazing job of writing believable characters and also making you feel as though you're watching a documentary or watching a movie of someone's life. Like it's such an enjoyable read. It's so easy to read, but so well written. I think sometimes when we say it's easy to read, we almost imply that it's not a well-written book. And that is not the case. 
near her. It's definitely like easy to read, super digestible, very fun, and perfectly well written. She's so good. Like she should write a masterclass on character writing and like who, how to write a good believable character. Um, so let me know if you've read it, like, and if you think Carrie Soto is a three or an eight, because I personally think she's an eight, but I can understand how people would think that she's a three based off of like her drive to win. Uh, but eights have that too, right? So now though, I'm starting the graveyard book by Neil Gaiman, um, just in time for Halloween. Cause we're going to kind of go back in time for a second. Like right now for me, Halloween has not come yet, but for you, it's already passed, but, or it is Halloween today, actually, as you're listening to this. But I, yeah, I'm reading The Grave Fair book just in time, and it's already such a delight. Neil Gaiman's always a delight. Uh, he just writes this, like, whimsical fantasy that's, or, like, not even fantasy, but it's just, like, magical stories that always sweep me away, always feel like, <laughs> okay, okay, um, hear, hear me out here. Neil Gaiman's books read like the sound, dun, 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 dun. like this kind of like, <laughs> um, happy, classic, dancey, not dancey, like prancy. <laughs> I'm, this has gotten weird, but yeah, like this is kind of like happy, dancey, prancy, song but written in kind of like a mellow only a piano kind of way because it's actually like typically pretty dark and spooky but also very like enchanting i'm gonna stop there okay here's what i'm watching honestly nothing really like i'm not really watching anything right now but we have been putting seinfeld on when we eat my husband has um misophonia where he like can't stand the sounds of like like eating sounds so to like help that we typically always have something playing whether that's music or a tv show just to kind of it's really just like if it's happening in a silent room it just like grates at him whereas i have like asmr where eating sounds are actually very like calming and soothing to me i find them like relaxing which is i'm fascinated by also i have a theory <laughs> Um, I have a theory that people with ADHD or tend to have misophonia or more accurately, I think fours even almost every four that I've met has misophonia. So I'm, I'm interested in the connection between those things. And if you have either ADHD or are type four or maybe both and you have misophonia, will you let me know? I'm just like on Instagram, just tell me, cause I am convinced. Or maybe if you're a four and you don't have misophonia, let me know and you'll be like the one that I've, the first one I've met. If you have like, if it's like an ASMR experience for you instead of like a repulsion <laughs> or a frustration, I would love to hear. But anyway, while we've been eating, we've been watching Seinfeld. And uh, you know, it's like an old, an old delight. It's just kind of classic. I'm surprised by how many episodes I remember. I'm not normally someone who rewatches shows. Like that's just not like typically what I like to do, but it's been really nice. This is one of the shows I've rewatched. I also rewatched um, 30 Rock, which was just as funny the second time. 
Um, I don't know if there's anything else I've really rewatched consciously. Maybe. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else. Maybe Gossip Girl. I can't remember. But yeah, it's not normally something that I would do. But it's been nice because it, it's like we can just watch 10 minutes of it and turn it off because I'm just like not really in the mood to sit and watch TV right now. So that's been good. And my small joy from this week was playing my first game of tennis in two weeks. Um, and fall is the absolute perfect weather for tennis. It is a dream. And it, yeah, it was just so fun. We had one of our best games ever. I loved every second of playing. And yeah, that was a, such a small joy. Now, in terms of what's up for content on the podcast this week, Tuesday and Thursday, we are continuing our series on friendship and the Enneagram with types two and three. Wednesday is a regular Q&A episode. And then on Friday, we're having a live conversation that we had on Instagram come over here for those who do not follow on Instagram or who would rather receive their content via audio. Also, a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind the scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you might be interested in that. For the month of October, I posted a new video every single day. And then moving forward this year, we'll have a new video up every single Wednesday. As always, it's an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.